shift is is an acronym for these five principles and uh we cre- i created it as a uh, i created a book around it to help men kind of see themselves in a story but also to learn these five principles and i can share that with you in a moment too but there are five principles and the first principle if you want to make any change in your life you want to go towards any goal in your life there's really four five things you need to kind of do they're not in sequential order at all they're sort of integrated with each other but these are the five things that you you really need to do Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance and prosperity in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. And today, John and I are having a conversation on how you can shift your career and your life into high gear so that you can reach the level of success you've been looking for sooner than later. And as usual, before we get into the conversation, I want to afford you the opportunity to be abundant in your actions today by paying it forward and sharing men of abundance with others because information is not power. Information is only potential power. The way you make information powerful is you share it and you act upon it. You have to put the information into motion. So you have to share it with other people and you have to act on this information yourself because without action, nothing is going to occur in your life. There will certainly be no shift whatsoever. It will be status quo. And I know you don't want that in your life. I obviously know that because you're here listening to Men of Abundance and getting ready for this next conversation. And you may not realize this or even believe it. But you have everything within you to reach your wildest level of success you can imagine. The only thing that is missing is someone to help you bring your very best out of you so you can share whatever that is with the world. This conversation will serve as a small part of the shift you've been looking for in your life and in your career. After a successful career as a global corporate leader responsible for building some of the world's most notable brands, John Hinkle began his own shift journey. It began when his career was unexpectedly upended through a corporate merger. The event became a pivotal time of questioning and reflection, which led to the discovery of five core principles he developed to master his own life and career change. It was during that same time that John began sharing these principles with many other mid-career people who he describes as the working worried. Men and women who no longer feel vital or safe in their careers. Who, like John himself, wants to take control of their futures yet feel stuck not knowing what steps to take to achieve the career and life they've longed to have. What started out as a personal discovery has now developed into a powerful and life-changing program called Shift Principles. Shift Principles is teaching men and women around the world how to navigate and master their own shift journeys and to realize their success and purpose on their own terms. John is the co-founder of Shift Principles LLC, a personal coaching organization. He is also the co-author of Shift, Moving from Where You Are to the Life You Want, in which he empowers readers with big dreams to chase their goals and achieve success. 
Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to John Hinkle. John, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Wally. Thank you so much for letting me uh, be on your show. Man, it is my pleasure. And uh, let me just verify who introduced us. Interview Valet. Amazing, amazing people. I just cannot say enough about them. What's your experience working with them so far? Oh, yeah. Uh, Interview Valet, they are great. I love working with Tom and his team, and they have introduced me to a lot of uh, great opportunities to tell my story and my passion about working with men. And I'm so excited to be on your program because you are aligned exactly with what I'm trying to do, and that is helping men live that life of abundance. Yeah, and that's why I like working with Tom and 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 just Karen, his wife, everybody over there are just amazing people because I've been working with them for so long. They really are in my head. They know exactly who I'm wanting to have conversations with. And uh, it's just, it just ends up being just absolutely beautiful for everybody, you know, across the board. Great. Excellent. So before we get too much into our conversation, I'd like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, John? I have a lot of things I'm uh, grateful for. I think today uh, I want to mention that I am just grateful to be able to work with men who um, are, are like me and, and like you and probably like your audience, men who are really trying to seek the best out of their life, men who want to have purpose, men who may be struggling and not sure exactly if they still have time to accomplish the things that they want to accomplish in life. But uh, I just love working with those guys and helping them uh, find that path forward. Yeah, that's exciting. And I don't know about you, but, and I'm sure it's the same thing. I work with men exclusively as well. And I'm telling you, I learned so much from everyone that I come in contact with, whether I'm having a coaching conversation with them or just a conversation. I just literally learn from everybody, but maybe because I seek that out, I seek to learn from every experience. What is your experience with that? Uh, Yeah, it's absolutely. I see myself and a lot of people and I uh, learn things from people that I that I didn't see in myself until until I've worked with them uh, so it's it's great I think you know um, men uh, particularly I think men in the middle parts of their lives have a lot of struggles and a lot of um, anxiety about things that are going on in their lives and their future and trying to be what they wanted always wanted to be and I think uh, the message for them, and it's, again, I think it's a message I'm trying to re- talk to myself about always, is that it's not too late to be who we thought we could be. And um, and so it's just such a pleasure and an honor to be able to kind of share experiences and kind of share that that idea that, um, you know, life is not over. There's plenty of time on the runway uh, to achieve what you want to achieve. And it's just a matter of being able to find it, figure it out and do it. So uh, that's just such, that's my life calling really. Yeah. And I really love the whole idea of shift and there's so many different avenues to take in this, but the bottom line is this, there's so much going on in the world and I don't know, maybe just because I attract this type of people into my life, but so many people are transitioning. I mean, I'm a transit, I'm a transitioned, fully transitioned now, you know, army veteran. I did 25 years and I retired and I was still working, a, a, a you know, as a telework, but I was still working a department of defense job. And now I just literally transitioned again over the last week or so. And I'm fully 100% you know, self-employed now. And it's just been a constant shift. And even my whole life has been a shift changing from one unit to the next and so on and so forth. And it's scary sometimes. And there's so much involved in that whole process, but it's really just the beginning of it, you know, just making a decision that 
it's time to shift. So what kind of got you into that whole process? You know, I think what started was, let me give you a bit of my history. I was in a corporate world for about 25 years and I had worked my way up into, you know, senior positions and have traveled the world and done a lot of exciting things. And there was a point in time that, um, a, a point in that career where I just realized that I was not working for what um, I was not working on my terms and I was not doing the things that I knew I needed to be doing to be able to say to myself that I had led a successful and purposeful life. And, you know, we all have those moments in our career when things aren't going well. And um, there was one sort of inciting moment uh, in my career where it was kind of a, a, a punch in the gut moment for me in that I had secured a $2 million multi-year contract with a client. And the next week after doing that for the company that I was working for, they decided that they were going to eliminate my level of senior management. Uh, so I thought, you know, um, I am not safe uh, in the environment and I'm not, I'm working on their terms, not on my terms. And you know, I think in the back of your mind, you kind of always know that you're working for the man, you know, but um, until something like that happens to you and it affects you, you know, so personally and so in such a real way, does it really kind of get you to that moment where you have to stop and reflect and say, what am I doing? You know, um, and when you're, you know, in the position I was in where you're making a lot of money and you've got a big position, um, it's not so easy to find another one like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was kind of happening during, you know, a time when there was some recessions and there was some downsizing and streamlining and, you know, just a lot of things going on. Some In the industry I was in, there was a lot of sort of shifting going on as well. So I just got to the point, and I think a lot of guys in their middle career kind of get to that point where they say, I'm, I'm no longer in control of what I, you know, my life. It's all being controlled by, you know, other entities, other factors, and I need to kind of regain that. But I don't know how. So my whole journey was, how do I figure out how I shift? And um, in doing that and talking to just a ton of men around the country who are in the same kind of position, maybe they're not quite there yet, but they can see it coming or they're worried that it would be coming. I kind of call them the worried, uh, the working worried. You know, what if it happens to me? I see it happen to other people. So the whole the whole point of, of shift in the book and the courses and all the things I do is to give a sort of instruction, a manual, a shift manual to help guys figure out how to make those shifts. And so uh, that's that's kind of where I am today. You know, the, the subtitle of your book is move from where you are to the life you want. Is that really possible? You know, that's that I'm glad you asked that question because I was uh, just talking with somebody the other day. Uh, I think it is possible to to move to the life you want with within the capabilities that you have or that you can acquire. Um, it, the reason I was talking about this is because I've got a, a, a former NFL player that I that I work with who and I will never be an NFL player. So I could I could try to move all the way, you know, to that kind of goal in my life, but it's just never going to happen, you know? So, you know, there are some things that, um, that are just not going to happen because they're not within your capabilities or, uh, or could never be within your capabilities. I'll never be an astronaut probably either. So, um, but there are many, many 
things that we can do that we can grow into and do because they are well within our capabilities and they're well within the purpose that we can set out and try to achieve for our life. So I'm not one of those guys that says you can, you know, you can be anything you want to be because that's, it's, that's not realistic. Uh, mm-hmm. You can be everything that you're capable of being. And um, that's, that's my message. Excellent. Excellent answer, man. I really dig that. And it's, it's just important because I see so many guys and I, I don't subscribe to that either. I don't subscribe to you can be anything that you want in life. I don't subscribe to never quit because personally I've quit many things in my life on the trajectory of my journey journey because the things that I was doing to get there just wasn't working after five years and several tens of thousands of dollars in, you know, I just realized I need to, I need to quit this, not quit the ultimate goal. I knew what I wanted, but you know, like you said, you know, let's be realistic. I'm never going to be in in an NBA NFL or astronaut at this point. Um, I would like to go to space, but not as an astronaut. I'll jump on board one of Elon Musk's uh, <laughs> or Peter Diamandis' ships, you know, and take it take her out that way. But uh, send me yeah. a postcard, will you? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, it's it's important, guys, to be very realistic about that. You know, I have these conversations on a regular. You know, I have one guy say, you know, I said, well, what's your biggest goal in life? What's your biggest dream in life? I want. He says, I want to be a billionaire. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, what is your plan to get there? No plan. What is your, what is your idea of what a billionaire does? Oh, no idea. Um, at all. If gave me a few ideas, but none, nothing even close, not even to being a millionaire, not even to being a, a, you know, high six figure income earner, you know? And so when we drill it down, the bottom line is he really just wants to be able to, you know, live the life, live life on his terms, you know, have more time to spend time with family and and be able to travel a little bit. It doesn't take a billion dollars. It doesn't take a million. It doesn't even take a six figure income to have that in your life. You know, and that is so important because a lot of men don't have the vocabulary to say what they want Mm -hmm. in life. And so they fall back to, you know, I want a billion dollars or I want a million dollars or I want something because they don't know the words to use. And what you just identified was that really what they want is freedom. You know, Mm -hmm. they want to make decisions on their own. They want to be, have some command in their life. And that's the shorthand uh, for how they describe what they really want that they can't quite put the words to. Correct. And, and I've seen, you can have that in a job as well. It's just when it, when we were talking about keeping on the theme of the shift, I believe you should always have something on the side that you can fall back on that you can take full time if need be, because you just, as long as you're working for somebody else, your, your future is not secure. Yeah. And I, that's absolutely true. I think everybody should have sort of a plan B or a side hustle or, mm-hmm. or whatever you call it, because honestly, most of us are going to find ourselves, I shouldn't say most of us, but a lot of us will find ourselves at some point in our life working for a company that's going to make a decision that's not in our best interest. And if you don't have something that you have thought through or something you can fall back on or something, a plan B that you can, you know, shift to, uh, it's, it's really a hard place. I call it the corporate spin cycle. You know, you're sort of in that environment and you're spinning all the time trying to do the things that a corporation needs you to do. And at some point, you may get spit out and uh, spun out and, and, and it's, you're dizzy, you know, you, you can't quite get your ground um, after having, you know, been through that process. And I find a lot of men, it takes a while for them to kind of figure out what do I do next? I don't, I've never had, I've never faced this before, 
I don't even know the ground below me is just kind of shaking. I don't even know which direction to go. So I, I do think it's important to have sort of that plan and, and understand sort of what is your big purpose in life, your big purpose for your family, big purpose for yourself um, and others, and try to try to figure out a way to, to move towards that. I, I like that. And one of the things I share with my boys on a regular basis is I have one that's 20, getting ready to be 25 and one that's 19, just getting ready to get started in the workforce. And he's working a little bit here and there. He's got these huge dreams and these huge audacious things that he wants to do. And I, I encourage that. And then I've got a nine-year-old as well. And I try to explain to them, look, you know, decide what it is, the lifestyle that you want. Ultimately, you're not going to live that right out the bat. It just doesn't work that way. You got to put in the time, you got to put in the sweat and tears and you got to invest in it. But ultimately where you want to be, and then decide what vocation is going to give you that lifestyle and work up to that. We live in this, especially our kids, we live in this microwave mentality. Is that something that you incorporate when you're talking to a lot of these guys when they're deciding to make a shift or do they just jump right in to the ice cold water? I, I don't recommend jumping into the ice cold water. I do think that uh, it takes a while to process where you are now and where you you're trying to get to and, and really trying to define what getting to means. Um, so there are five principles in shift that, uh, that I use to help men do that. And we, there's, you know, lessons and worksheets and, you know, lots of things going on around each of those. But, uh, if, if you don't mind, I would get right into it. Shift is, is an acronym for these five principles. And, uh, we, I created it as a, uh, I created a book around it to help men kind of see themselves in a story, but also to learn these five principles. And I can share that with you in a moment, too. But there are five principles. And the first principle, if you want to make any change in your life, you want to go towards any goal in your life, there's really four five things you need to kind of do. They're not in sequential order at all. They're sort of integrated with each other. But these are the five things that you you really need to do. And the first is you need to seek advice. Nobody makes it on their own. Bill Gates didn't make it on his own. Uh, nobody makes it on their own. Nobody in history. And I know there's this whole thing about being a self-made man, but that, there's that's a false uh, a false thing. Um, nobody is self-made. It always takes a team around you to help you be what you need to be. Can help guide you. Can kind of reveal things to you that you can't see yourself. Can network with you. Help you find people that can help you. Uh, have skill sets that you might need to kind of learn, or they can teach you, or you might need to uh, use them to help you get where you need to be. And I use the example that um, you know King Arthur had his court, right? Uh, Robin Hood had his merry men, and good Lord Jesus had his disciples. You know, it takes people around you to kind of help you get to be what you are trying to be and to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. And so that's the, sort of the first thing I think people need to do is they're trying to make a change in their life is to make sure you're surrounded by an inner group, your own sort of board of directors who can help you uh, help you get to where you're trying to go uh, with the kind of skills and the encouragements and the kick in the butt and, and all the things that you need to help you get there. So, so that's, that's the S in shift. The H in shift stands for honor your past and I think it's very important if we're trying to move forward, we need to understand where we've been. And, and I'm not one to be tied to the past, and that's not what I'm suggesting at all. But if you've gone anywhere in your life, and I, I know you have and I have and your listeners uh, have as well, you've carried – you've picked up a lot of baggage, right? And some of the baggage is good baggage. You know, it, it's got uh, some successes in your past and some wins, 
that you're still carrying along with you, but you're carrying a lot of baggage of failures and setbacks. And all of that kind of stuff gets heavy and burdensome. And so I think in honoring your past, you really kind of have to like set the bags down, open them all up, look at them, figure out what the things in your life where you have succeeded and that you need to carry forward and carry those forward and look at the bags where you might've had some setbacks or failures, examine what those were, why they happen and drop them completely from your mind or your, your confidence or whatever, if you need to, but learn from them so that you can not repeat those mistakes moving forward. I think a lot of men live in the shadow of past failures or setbacks or regrets. And um, those are the things that just need to be kind of put behind so that you can, you can walk forward. Um, I would say it's sort of like harnessing your past so that you can use that to move forward with success. And there's a lot of ways we do this in our workshops and in our courses uh, to help men kind of uncover that and, uh, and learn from that and move forward with that. The third, the I stands for investigate your options. And, you know, um, there are lots of ways to get where you want to go. Most of us only think and only can imagine sort of the easy, fastest, straightest way to get there. But that's usually not how life works. And usually it's you, you're throwing a curveball. Um, there's a, you know, something that's blocking your way and you got to figure out how to get around it and move beyond it. And I use the analogy here of, you know, if I were going down to, I live in Dallas, Texas, and if I were going down to Austin, I would have to take I-35, which is the straightest route to Austin. But I-35 has been under construction for as long as I've been alive, I think, you know, it's never. <laughs> I've driven I-35 many times. It's never going to be finished. Um, and so the oftentimes when you're going to Austin, you would get stopped by traffic or you know construction or something. Well, never when I'm trying to and I need to get to Austin and I get stuck, do I ever look at and say, okay, well, I'm stuck. I guess I better turn around and go back. No, that's not what we do, right? We, we get out our GPS and we try to figure out the next exit we can get off and figure out the next way to get there. It may take us a little bit longer. It may be not as convenient, but we figure out a way, right? But a lot of us don't do that in our lives. We, we only can imagine what we want and kind of we head down this path to get there. And when we get stuck, when something doesn't happen exactly like we think it should, we often get stuck and we stay stuck. Um, and sometimes, you know, we give up. And um, I firmly believe that men were created to compete and complete. And when we're not completing something, we are not happy and uh, we're not fulfilled. And so I think in order to shift, in order to kind of go where you need to go, you need to find those, those plan Bs, those other routes. And oftentimes those routes are better routes anyway because you learn experiences and you overcome some things that you needed to learn and needed to overcome in order to get uh, to where you're going moving forward. So when we're teaching our courses and doing that. We kind of show people how to, how to find those other paths to get where they're going and you know, once they have a clear direction of where they want to go. Yeah, I really like that. I like the the whole the acronym as well, and every all the action steps. It's just amazing, um, everything that you said there. And and one of the things I was thinking of when you talk about how men in general are personalities, we just have to complete things. And think about this, guys. I'll give you two examples that I personally know of. When I've got something that I got to get done, I know I, I want to get it done, or I have to get it done. I'm just frustrated as heck until it's done. And when I'm when it's done, I just feel 
amazing, absolutely amazing. And I feel fulfilled. I've completed a project. But think about those of you who don't aren't working on projects or something like that, and you're watching TV. Those TV shows are created for the simple reason to get you through the next commercial, next set of commercials. And if you think if, just pay attention to this if you've never done it before. You're watching a show, they ha- they leave you hanging, and they drop you on a commercial, and then they pick up kind of where they left off, and then they leave you hanging again, and you have to complete that. <laughs> You're tired, it's the end of the day, you got stuff you got to get done, your kids are calling for you, but you absolutely have to finish that show, even if you pause it. Yeah, that's right. I think we're all, you know, again, we're designed to finish things. And, and I think we, we are frustrated when, when we have a goal, we see what we need to accomplish. I think it's a big, just sort of a strike on our egos to not to be able to kind of get to where uh, we think we ought to be and the things that we should be accomplishing yeah. for not just for ourselves, but for our families. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's by definition, the grumpy old man sitting on his porch yelling at the kids to get off of his lawn, because (laughs) quite frankly, he's got unfinished business that he wanted to do throughout his life that he never finished. Absolutely. Almost every time. I mean, I can point that out every single time. So absolutely, man, that's just amazing stuff, man. So John, we're at the point. Well, actually, before we get into the pay it forward, what I'd like to do is for you to share a couple good news stories about what you've been doing. Sure. Well, a uh, couple things. Uh, the book was uh, published and out uh, earlier this fall, so uh, Shift is available on Amazon, and that's a great thing. It's I, I don't the the story is it's not like a regular business book because it's written in sort of a character driven narrative, and so the guy, the hero, is going through a hero's journey just like you know we all are, and. Um, he finds himself sort of in that place in life where things aren't where he wanted to be. All of his friends are succeeding wildly. He's not. And, um, you know, there's some drama and some, you know, things that happened that, that helps him to understand uh, the path that he needs to go. There's a, there's a mentor that shows up in his life that kind of helps teaches him these five principles and helps him get to be where he wants to go. It's a Hollywood ending book. So it's, you know, it all turns out well for him at the end, but it's a, it's a, a great lesson in terms of, of, of how to apply these principles and everybody who reads the book thinks that the rip book was written about them. So mm. it's, that's a sign of a good book. Everybody kind of can see themselves in it. So, um, so that was that I've uh, got courses going on. Uh, I do a little bit of a different thing between not just a, a just a, a digital course and not a mastermind, but I kind of blend the two. So it's uh, the course that I have that goes through the five shift principles and shows you how to apply those to your life starts out uh, with a a digital uh, course, but in the middle of that digital course, we have a, uh, a a zoom call, you know, so everybody can be on and we can kind of talk about together the progress we've been making. And then uh, that sometimes turns into a mastermind for people who want to continue moving on and going on and, and, uh, and, and and using that as a, as a ongoing uh, program for them. That's an excellent model. I absolutely love that. And that's exactly the model that I'm, well, similar to the model that I have built as well, because one-on-one coaching is great. And I like working with people one-on-one, but there's just something about having a group of people together, whether it's women and men or combined or whatever, but just the energy of having more people together and interacting and sharing ideas and feeding off of each other, it just makes it so much more powerful and a much more much stronger learning environment. Is that your experience? Oh, absolutely. And I think I may get the person wrong on this, but it may have been Napoleon Hill who said, uh, when two people get together, there's a third person in the room. 
and I, I think that I think that's the quote. I may have botched it, but but the idea there is when two people get together, it forms almost like a third person, a third. Uh, a new ideas, a new energy is created all as if there's a third person in the room. And I think, you know, men need other men. We need to be able to talk and share and uh, uh, learn from each other. Uh, women do that really, really well. Yeah. Uh, men don't do that nearly as well. But, man, we need it because, uh, it, you know, life is a beatdown sometimes. And uh, we need each other. and We need the networks and we need the skills and we need somebody who will kick us in the butt whenever we need to, you know, we're feeling sorry for ourselves. We just need that around us to kind of help us get uh, to where we want to be and to keep that energy in our lives moving forward. I think the most lonely people in the world are, or are entrepreneurs um, because they just, they just carry that, all of that weight on themselves. And I think it's just really important for guys, entrepreneurs, but guys in business and in, in life in general uh, to get together with a group of guys. And that's one of the things I really am grateful for in this time in my life is I have the greatest group of buddies that I, anybody could ever have uh, that I know they're there for me, that I know will you know kick me when I need to be kicked and will pull me up when I need to be pulled up and will push me forward as I need it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, many entrepreneurs and a lot of business owners I talk to, they they feel lonely because they feel they they have well, first off, they have a scarcity mindset in that they think that if I if I share any of my ideas or ask first off, if I ask for help, then I'm going to look like a failure. Wrong. Yeah. And secondly, if I do share my ideas, then somebody else is going to steal my ideas. Not they may, but they're not going to do it the way you do it. Right. Uh, and if you add value, then don't worry about that. But when you do share your ideas and you do get into these type of groups, look, I'm a member of Self-Made Man. Mike Dillard created this. He lives out there in Austin. Yeah. I've known him for many, yes. many years. Yeah. And Mike, even though his podcast is Self-Made Man, his membership site is Self-Made Man, he is not a self-made man. He's got, he, he constantly brings people on. He says, this is the guy that helps me with my Facebook ads. I know nothing about Facebook ads. This guy does it for me. This right. is the guy that helps me with this over here. This is the guy that helps me with this. These are the people on my team that I've paid money to, to help me build my business. You know, but I get the whole idea behind the self-made man, but Nobody, does, like you said earlier, nobody does it alone. And if you're trying to do it alone, you're just really killing yourself. You're wasting time and money. Yeah, and I think, yes, absolutely. And I think at the end of the day, if you're trying to do it alone, even if you succeed, you're, this kind of goes to the, the, the F part of the, the shift is to focus on your why. At the end of the day, if, if you don't involve other people or if your why or your purpose is only for yourself, it doesn't involve other people, it is a most shallow unfulfilling why you, you know you could ever try to to go for um and i think it's important to have a who to your why you need to know what your purpose is but you need mm -hmm. to also know who your purpose is for other than just yourself yeah totally agree with that so john we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward you ready to do that man yeah sure excellent so share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today you already st shared the shift acronym but other than that or even incorporated in that what are some actionable, actionable steps they can take today? Sure. Well, let me just say 100% sure, 100% that everybody listening to your program is going to have some sort of shift or change in their life moving forward in 2019. Some of them you may anticipate. Some of them may just hit you clear out of the blue. So one of the things I think is, is important to do is to try to anticipate as much as you can um, the things that could be happening to you 
moving forward in this coming year and kind of try to figure out what you're going to do if that happens. So, for example, you might state, um, here are the, the opportunities I think are going to happen to me this year and put a probability next to that. And what, and then make another list. What are these are the challenges that I think I might face this year, and put a probability to that. What you'll probably do if you if you do that is that you'll figure out that a lot of the challenges that you think you're going to have may be very low probability, and some of the opportunities that you are you think you might have can have a you know, may have a high probability, and some of them may have a low probability. But it gives you an idea about okay, so I, it's pretty likely this is going to happen to me. So now, what do I need to do? And that's sort of the goal to focus so that we're, you're not cut off guard when something comes up, you're unprepared, um, you didn't see it coming. This way you kind of have your sort of game plan ahead of time of at least knowing that it's coming and maybe having one or two things that you would do if you know to prepare for that if it happens. So that would be just maybe one simple tip today that uh, we kind of do in our workshops that might be helpful. Well, yeah, great. Thanks for sharing that, man. So what rituals make the biggest impact in your life, personal rituals that you do? Well, every morning I get up before anybody and I make sure that nobody disturbs me because I hate to be disturbed. I get my coffee and I sit down and every year I read through the Bible. So every morning I have an old, you know, I, there's a schedule and I kind of go through an Old Testament and New Testament reading. And uh, to me, that is a great time of just uh, solitude I always learn something, pick something up that I never read before or never understood before because I'm in, you know, always in a different place in life when, mm-hmm. every time I do this. And, and it's just a, a great thing for me. It just gives me sort of a centered abilities and uh, a, a, the ability to center myself. So that's sort of the one ritual I do. I try to – at night, I like to write down the thing that I'm grateful for when I go to bed and the thing that I, worries me that I'm worried about. And uh, just to try to get it out of my mind. And the next morning, I usually get up and think and read and see that the thing that I was worried about doesn't seem quite so worrisome in the morning. So uh, those are two things I also do. Have you ever found that when you did something like that, when you woke up in the morning, that what you was worried about was actually resolved? Yes. Yeah. I think you kind of release it. I don't know, release it into mm-hmm. the universe or whatever. But what I find is that uh, I, I don't know if your mind works through the night, you know, when you're sleeping, but I think it works out a lot of problems through the night. So I find that a lot of times I'll wake up in the morning, the things that were worrying me, I, you know, I have a solution for, they just kind of come mm-hmm. to me a solution, or I will wake up in the morning and the thing that I thought was just, you know, so devastating the night before it's either not devastating or didn't even exist in the first place. You know, it was just kind of conjured up in my head. So I think it's very important to kind of release those, those kinds of uh, those moments of gratitude and those, and those moments of worry. And, and when you do that, I think it just allows you to have the freedom to kind of, to, to put them in their place and work through them. Yeah, I totally agree. That's I've, I've lost count as to how many times that has happened. Cause many times I write down a lot of things just to get it out of my head and as I'm writing it, I'm resolving it or, you know, it'll be a couple of days later, maybe that morning, but it just happens, man. So it's interesting how that works. And I was, I've experienced that many times. So I was just curious if you had the same thing. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. So what are you reading or listening to that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why other than of course, shift? Well, you know, the book that I just finished and I really enjoyed is, uh, this is marketing by Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read that book, but 
it's, you know, I've been in marketing all of my career and, um, Seth just has a way of saying things and writing that helps you see things in a whole different way. Um, so I just finished that book and I will tell you that if I were to just read the parts that I highlighted, I would read the whole book again because it was that good. I kind of highlighted <laughs> just about every word on every page. I've done that so, too. so it's an awesome book. I would recommend that. Um, so, so I think that's the one that kind of comes to mind, uh, is, is that book. I also, no, I will mention another one. I do have a friend and, and one of the things I didn't say is I've got a men's conference is coming up in Fort Worth in the next couple of weeks. And I've got a speaker who's a friend of mine who is a most remarkable and he wrote a book called unshackled. And, um, this is a guy who spent, um, was convicted of a crime and spent 34 years in prison with no chance of parole and, he um, obviously he was paroled, <laughs> and his his sentence was commuted because it was it was a false you know it just it was not it shouldn't have been, but it's just such just a remarkable story of his perseverance and his his faith and his abilities to keep going and to have hope that uh, someday you know he was going to be released from from something that you know was happened in his life that you know was not his fault and um, but he suffered the consequences for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, man, I, I'm just a sucker for those kind of stories um, because of my background, quite frankly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I'd like to get in touch with him and have a conversation with him. Yeah. His name is Gene McGuire, and I'll be very happy uh, to give you his contact info. He'd be a great guest. Very cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Definitely. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? You know, just like anything, and I'm sure you hear this from many people, it's it's just your mindset. I think we live in a shadow many times and that shadow is really uh just we remind ourselves of of all the it's hard for us to remember the things that have gone right in our life it's very easy for us to remember the things that we're not didn't go so well or we have regrets about or um you know that was a challenge and a setback and i think that if people men can just forgive themselves and allow themselves to learn from what's gone on in their past so that they can use that to help them move forward in their future. Uh, I think that would be the the best gift that a guy could give to himself. What does living a life of abundance mean to you, John? You know, a living a life of abundance for me is to, to have something and do something that I am passionate about, that is helping others. And, um, and that gives me a purpose and that, uh, you know, my biggest thing is when I'm talking to a guy and I help him to have a, that aha moment that kind of changes uh, a belief or changes a trajectory that he's on, to me, that is the most outstanding thing. And that's to me, that's abundance. Uh, I, you know, everybody likes money. I, I like money, too. That's OK. But at the end of the day, it's that it's those experiences that I can help others give are the things that really jazz me up. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Brother, we're going to close this up. But before we do, what do you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today? And the thing is, uh, you know, the the book I wrote, I have at the beginning of every chapter, um, there is a quote. And the quote kind of foreshadows what's going on in the chapter with the character. But it also is just something that I think men need to hear. And the one that I love the most is a quote by George Eliot, who was an 18th century British author. And uh, he wrote, it is never too late to be what you might have been. And man, I think that is just the most powerful message for men, especially men who are sort of in that middle 
part of their life who are, you know, feeling like, am I ever going to make it? Can I ever be what I wanted to be? I just think that's the greatest quote to hang on to is that it's never too late to be the person, the guy that you always wanted to be. There are so, so many examples out there that are absolute proof of that as well. So uh, we'll just leave it right there, man. We are going to have shiftprinciples.com linked up in the show notes. And is there any any way else that um, our abundant leaders can get a hold of your information or even get a hold of you? Oh, absolutely. Well, if you want to get the book, you can find it on Amazon. And it's also you can get it on the website, uh, shiftprinciples.com. But for your audience, I wanted to offer um, something for them. So what I put together was a, uh, a couple of offers. And if, if your audience wants to go to shiftprinciples.com forward slash MOA, they would find a couple of things. One is there's an infograph that has a shift acronym on it. It's nice to hear it, but it might be nice to kind of download it and have it in front of you if you want it. Uh, secondly is that you can get the book for free if you'll just pay for shipping and handling so I can get it to you. And the third is that um, if you want to talk with me about your own, you know, what's going on in your own life and the shifts that you're trying to make or have uh, any interest or questions about Mastermind and the courses, then um, then I'm offering up a free 30 minute consult and you can just, you know, schedule yourself on my calendar for that. Well, I greatly appreciate that. First off, I love the visuals. I have my whiteboard up here and I'm constantly writing stuff down, have little visuals up because guys, you got to put this stuff in front of you. What you want, you have to have it written down, have it in front of you. So you're seeing it every single day, even if you're just passing by it, you're still seeing it. And then everything else that John is providing there, man, take advantage of this stuff. Get in front of of John, Get have a conversation with him. It will definitely at least put you on the right mindset to change the tra- trajectory of your life. Well, John, it's been amazing. A great conversation, man. I greatly appreciate it. I thank you for everything that you're giving men of abundance as well. Man, just go out and live your life of abundance and keep paying it forward because you're making a huge difference. Thank you, Wally, and you are too, which is uh, why I'm so excited to be on here because you are changing people's lives with this podcast. So, so thank you. Man, I appreciate that. Take care. All right, guys, I know you want to live your most amazing life of abundance and prosperity and family, faith, finances, and fitness, and you're just looking for a way to make that shift in your life to actually move forward, move the needle towards what it is that you want to do. You've been working so hard to get to where you want to go, and sometimes it's like you're on a treadmill. Most of the time, that's because you are trying to do it by yourself. Specifically, men, we want to do things on our own. We want to do things by ourselves. It seems like it's an ego trip or we just have a hard time asking for help because it's a sign of weakness or it's a sign of failure. I'm telling you guys, it's not. Straight up, it's a sign of weakness to not ask for help because as you already know, it's not doing you any good trying to do it all by yourself. It's extremely beneficial to have somebody on your side who knows what they're talking about and can help you make that shift in your life. I greatly appreciate you being here and listening to Men of Abundance, but I want to see you make the changes in your life that you want and get off the treadmill so that you can actually start moving forward, heading up the hill, get to the peak, and then plateau for a little bit. You're going to have your peaks and valleys, but at least you'll know how to get back up when you fall down. Now, go out and live your life of abundance. And guys, make sure to pay it forward. 
That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.